Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Overnight crowd here with Jen Wallace and we're turning our attention to the AFLW competition. It is finals time. We've had one of the finals played between Fremantle and North Melbourne to help us work our way through the result of that game and everything that's happening in the AFLW space. Alex Catalano, the editor from Inner Sanctum, is on the line. Alex, thanks again for your company here on the Overnight Crowd. G'day, Jen. It does feel very weird to say there has only been one game, but uh, it is the world that we live in at the moment where things are getting thrown around out of whack and it's a drop of a hat. Isn't it just? So there was supposed to be two qualifying finals played on the weekend, uh, the second one being uh, Brisbane Lions hosting Collingwood at the Gabba, but Collingwood got hit hard by the health and safety protocols, so that game got postponed. And I think we've had it confirmed that that'll go ahead this Sunday. Is it this Sunday or Saturday at the Gabba? Yeah, Sunday, Arvo. It's a one ten or one oh five Melbourne time start. So I think it's twelve oh five up there Local. because they are still somehow on daylight savings. So maybe an early start for some people um, rolling out of bed on a Sunday. <laughs> but I we should still get a good crowd in. All right. Well, before we get to maybe a preview of that game, let's have a quick look back over how the the game went on Saturday. It was uh, North Melbourne at Arden Street. They'd never lost there. It was Fremantle travelling across who hadn't lost a game in Melbourne so far this season. And it, I think, lived up to the quality clash we were expecting. Yeah, we said it last week. The Dockers have enjoyed travelling this year. And once again, it seems to to hold up well for them. Um, It was a different game from the first half to the second half. I thought I haven't seen many better teams or many better performances from a team against another finals team in that second half. Um, the Frio uh, seriously premiership contenders, you'd have to say they're in the prelim now. So it's going to be an interesting match against the Crows when they come against them in two weeks from now. So still plenty of time to sit on that one. But yeah, outstanding. The best footy they've played all year, which is definitely the right time you want to do it. Um, I can't talk about a player more highly than Hayley Miller. Um, I think she is the best captain in the league at the moment. Um, I Bree Davies probably feeling a little bit stiffed by that because she hasn't played all year and had a chance to give herself that title. But she has been just outstanding. The way she leads by example and that huge mark in the last or in the, in the second half as well when she kicked that goal. Um, she was awesome just all game long and has been all year long. Yeah, she seems to really enjoy the big games as well. And as you said, has had a fantastic season. So uh, the, the, the Frio girls, they roll on. Uh, well, with a little bit of a break right now, but they roll on and start to prepare against Adelaide. So if we turn our attention then to the news out of uh, Collingwood and Brisbane Lions, we know that that game's now going to go ahead. Let's uh, preview your thoughts on how this game's going to go for each team. Obviously, Collingwood, the big question really still is, how do these players recover from COVID in time? 
Yeah, it is an interesting one. We've seen some players across not only the AFLW, but a bunch of different sports who have struggled a little bit um, coming back from from COVID. So we don't really know really, I guess, what it's going to be like for them. Um, I guess what we can really only go off is their match from earlier in the season, which was obviously not great for the Pies. Um, they only scored the one goal in that game and probably looked uh, played some of the worst footy they had all season. But um, I don't want to write them off. We've talked about them a couple of times, and, and I'm, I'm not willing to write them off after the form they found before the finals. It's just a question mark of whether that week off um, throws them around a little bit and whether it has an impact. I'm quietly confident in the way their midfield is looking at the moment. I think rotating Chloe Malloy through there has looked good. Jamie Lambert's obviously in the form of her life as well. And uh, Michaela Can has been awesome since she's had to take on a more full-time role in the middle and spent less time up forward. So, look, I'm confident in what they can do, but the Lions are such a quality outfit where they really don't have a weakness across the field. We thought not having Kate Lutkins down back was going to hurt them, and every other defender stood up uh, around around the entire defensive 50. They've got some of the best midfielders in the competition. They've got some of the best defenders, um, and we'll see that definitely in awards night once the Australian team gets named, but um, it's going to be hard with these matchups. I think just looking between them, Collingwood still have that weakness in the forward line that I think will get exposed by such a strong back line like Brisbane's, much like it did in their game earlier in the year. So do you think this additional week off, obviously it's needed for Collingwood and the players that um, suffered from COVID-19 and each player will respond to that differently. What about for Brisbane who were perfectly healthy, maybe a good chance to get over some little bit of niggles and stuff. How do you think that, time or that postponement would have affected their preparation? Yeah, it's interesting because they are in really strong form to the Lions. They coming were coming into finals off the back of two absolute smashings of very quality opponents in North Melbourne. They made them look silly, just like Freo did this week. And then, of course, the match against the Doggies, uh, the Bulldogs have been fantastic in the second half of the season and was certainly no easy victory either. So I think they would have probably hoped to carry that in. Um, as far as I know, they didn't really have too many injury concerns coming into finals, so no one that really needed the rest. I'm sure the, the midfielders will love a bit of a, a week off after having to go head-to-head with a couple of really strong midfields. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that that form is going to be interesting, just who can keep it up. The Pies maybe have that little bit um, of an advantage where, well, I don't know, they, I guess there was no VFLW this week either, though, so they didn't have players who were able to go back and um, get a bit of form in the state leagues either. So maybe it does fall the Lions' way where I'd have to look over the results from the weekend, but um, they would have had a few who were in the QAFL who could have... Um, definitely built up a little bit of form. So maybe it leans their way a little bit. And like we said, we don't know how the Pies are going to respond yet to their COVID cases. So um, maybe the Lions are just slightly better positioned coming into this weekend. Well, it's an interesting point you make about that. Do you send your players back to play in the State League or with COVID sitting around, is it lock everyone down as much as possible and try and keep people um, you know, in- inherently safer by locking them down versus trying to keep games and-, and that playing miles in their legs? It's a tough choice to make right now. I, w- I was only talking to some friends here in the West about this now delay that Fremantle will have and sort of saying, oh, do you think they'll send some of their players, say like a Maggie McLaughlin, back to uh, mm. Waffle Waffle W? And then we were sort of thinking about that, like, yeah, but then the last thing they'd want is for her to get COVID for being out in the public potentially, or even if their squad gets hit by other people and she's someone who needs to come up. So it's a a tough one for everyone to figure out. So speaking of that delay, 
Uh, now you've got Adelaide Crows and Melbourne Demons. They earned the week off by being first and second. Now they've earned themselves a fortnight off. How does that affect those two teams? Yeah, it is another tough one for those two where, like I said, you want to be going in with that form into finals. And I think every team would probably tell you that. Um, for the Ds, obviously, they were a bit shaky against Carlton. So I think they might be happy to have a couple of weeks to redraw up the, the game plan, um, look at a few things that maybe went wrong, um, which, you know, is, is always going to be good to have a little bit of the extra time. I'm sure Mick Stanier won't mind that one bit. But, yeah, for the Crows, um, I think... You know, they'll probably appreciate having Chelsea Randall a little bit more time to not have to play two games right back to back. She can get her body right um, because obviously she's been out for most of the year and she's going to be so important um, in the back line for them, especially when you've got Frio firing forward and they're coming up against them next week. So, or the week after that, mm-hmm. rather. Um, so yeah, I think it, it looks good for both of them in a way, but similarly, as I said before, just that form thing is going to be such a tough one because you don't know how players are going to respond to having that extended week out. And in such a short season like the AFLW too, where they are only playing 10 games across the year, um, it might yeah impact them because it's something they're not really used to, I guess. But these two teams as well haven't really had any COVID rescheduling, so it's a bit of a taste of <laughs> what everyone else has had to go through, I guess, throughout the year. It's an interesting one. Like I find that I do this every year in, in every sport. You get to the, the finals and there's these teams that earn their week off because of their stellar seasons. And then I watch the the qualifying finals and I get really excited about the team that won and think, oh, they're just going to go in and win the next one, forgetting that there's a reason the other two teams are on top. But it, it's easy to get taken away by that. So obviously I follow Fremantle, so I'm very much on um, the Fremantle excited train at the moment. And then I've got to remind myself, geez, they've got the Crows coming up next. Like that's a hard thing. So um, yeah, I find that happens all the time. You sort of get excited by the team that's that's playing continually versus the team that earned the week off because of their stellar record. Um some other big news across AFLW, Alex. Uh, we've got Essendon announcing their first inaugural coach and the Sydney Swans. They've now named, I think, is it their first six signings? Yeah, the Swans, well, they they announced, um, obviously, last week, Ruby Sergeant Wilson and, yeah, six more players joining the squad as well, including a couple of ex-Dons, which I'm not overly happy <laughs> about as a, a staunch Bombers man myself. I was hoping to get some of these players <laughs> into the team, those being Sarah Ford and Maddie Collier, um, but both are New South Wales girls, so... He can understand why they would want to stay home. And good for Collier as well. She had spent a couple of years over at West Coast. She looked fantastic in their midfield, but um, great that she gets to go back home and play in her home state in front of a home crowd. I'm sure she'll be very keen on that. She's been awesome since getting over there. But yeah, I think their midfield looking really strong now, the Swans. Um, they've brought in as well Molly Eastman, who was appointed captain of North Melbourne's VFLW side this year. Um, and I think she's a fantastic get for them, obviously not just being a leader, but being a player who has been a strong midfielder in her own right too. Um, Amy Whelan was in the VFLW team of the year last year as well, so she'll be rotating through centre bounces. Sarah Ford has been awesome. Uh, she's such a good contested player and has shown that um, so far this year for the Bombers. And Lauren Segetti and Montana Beraldson um, coming over from the Hawks too. Beraldson probably spending more time up forward. She's one of those players that doesn't need a lot of touches to, to have a, a good amount of uh, presence on the game, but 
Spaghetti can definitely rotate through the midfield and the forward line. So they're building a nice little group here, the Swans already. I think they're going to be a team that can they maybe look towards getting a strong key defender, key forward. Rumours around some of the players that they might be looking at from elsewhere. I've heard Sarah Rowe and Ruby Schleicher's names linked up there. Um, which would be huge gets if they could lock either one of those two in, really. Um, Schleicher especially, they'd love to have her in defence. So this squad's looking good. I think they could make waves coming into their first season with what they're building at the moment. It's that blood's culture, isn't it? It attracts the, you know, any athlete is excited by the idea of being involved in the Sydney Swans' makeup. I think from a, a former athlete's perspective, they always... You know, yeah, it's a it's a team and an area and a culture that excites you. Mm. What about for your Bombers? Uh, obviously, new coach has been announced, but are you hearing anything about where they might be going with their recruitments? Question without notice. <laughs> they keep the, a very tight, um, very tight lid on news of players. Um, I reckon I asked Georgia Nanskorn about five times before <laughs> she got picked up whether she was waiting to go to the Bombers, and she gave me nothing. Um, but no, uh, the players, I think it'll obviously be a very similar look to the VFLW team, I think, as the, the first drop. Um, players who have come in this year especially, I think, are, are all but trying out for the team, the likes of Danny Marshall. I would have said Sarah Ford, but unfortunately <laughs> she's been snapped up. Um, Renee Tierney is another one who I think could definitely get a look in. Players from around the league who have played for the Bombers. Lauren Irons up in the Gold Coast. She always comes down to Victoria and plays for the Bombers in the, the latter part of the VFLW season, so I think she'll be on the radar as well. Um, but Definitely a great appointment with Natalie Wood as well. Um, I, I'm really happy that the club went for an experienced female coach to get in there. I think it's something the AFLW needs more of, and it's great that she is getting a chance. She spent time at the Bulldogs. She spent time at Geelong. She's worked with under 18, so she's worked with both seniors and juniors, which I think is something that's great for a, a coach heading up a new side to have in their repertoire. Um, similar to Scott Gowland, who's worked across basically all levels of women's footy too, and with his strong links to North Melbourne uh, and Collingwood alike, I think that's why we're seeing quite a few of these players from those clubs looking there, um, which maybe speaks the same to Wood. Maybe it will be looking at a couple of players from Geelong and the Bulldogs to, to come across um, one by the name of Georgie Prisparkas, so I'd love to see move on over. Um, but I don't think she'll need too much convincing, considering the Prisparkas family is very strong Essendon blood right there. So, um, no, great appointments all around, and it's so exciting to see the expansion team starting to move. Someone's just got to tell Port Adelaide they need to join the party because they are holding out. There's nothing coming out of Port Adelaide, is there? It's, it's, it's crickets out of that area. I think they're – which makes me think more and more – their first thing they want to announce is Aaron Phillips and they're holding off because it's uh, – I don't know if that's the conspiracy theory in me, but why are they holding out other than they're trying to give her the respect of the Adelaide Crow season? I tell you what, they would love nothing more than for that to be their very first announcement. I reckon we'd see a crowd of people around Elderton uh, welcoming her in for her. I'm sure her first press conference, the first time she puts on a port jumper, it's going to be ballistic over in South oh, Australia. Wait and see. There'll be tears out of Adelaide Crows and jubilation on the other side of town. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Very quickly, your tip, Brisbane or Collingwood? I said I don't want to discount the pies, but uh, I just rate what the Lions do so highly. Uh, I think they're going to be heading through to the yeah to the prelim with this one. Okay. Alex, thank you so much for your time. appreciate everything you do for AFLW Space and for sharing that enthusiasm with us here on The Overnight Crowd. Thank you so much, Jen.
Alex Catalano, editor of the Inner Sanctum, talking AFLW, his tip, Brisbane over Collingwood for this upcoming qualifying final on the weekend at the Gabba. Stay with us here on The Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.